It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. It's the Get uh, Stuck on Sports Podcast brought to you by Tri-County Equipment, which, uh, oh, by the way, they just sent me new commercial copies, so I got to do that after the show. Uh, (laughs) Because that starts in December, and December is like soon. Yeah, well, it's tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) So by the next podcast. Yeah. We'll have a new Tri-County spot. Sounds I, good. You didn't need to know that, but we really didn't have anything for the no. intro. Well, happy Thanksgiving, <laughs> I guess. Hope hope you enjoyed that, coming back from a longer break. You didn't have an episode last Friday, so get one Yeah, that was today. Brady. Uh, you know, young people, they want their holidays. Yes. They don't understand about the long-term goals of life and how you got to grind it out. Mm-hmm. And, and you got go to go to work on a, the tough days. Would have loved, loved to have done the episode <laughs> if we had you know any sports at all yeah, happening. Yeah, but I know I'm just giving you a hard time because it's been a few yeah. days. Uh, hey, uh, Marion Stewart is going to be our guest on the uh, podcast today, so I'm gonna play some spots and then we're gonna get right to it with Coach Stu. For those who love the grind, run with us on a John Deere Gator UV. Because your daily routine may change, but the land stays the same. There's still ground to cover and a herd to keep in line. Out here, the work never stops. So keep going on a Gator UV with the power to forge ahead. Nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Bean here for TP Logos in Marysville. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium, TP Logos has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery, custom screen printing, and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including things like Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They are open weekdays 8.30 to 4.30 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. You'll get it in days with TP Logos. 
Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Since 1923, Mama Vicky's has been Port Huron's original Coney Island with two convenient locations to serve you. Mama Vicky's Downtown is open Monday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Mama Vicky's North End is open Sunday through Thursday from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Fridays and Saturdays they stay open till 8 p.m. With delicious Coney dogs for only a buck 59, you can make every day a Coney day. That's right, Coney's for just a dollar 59. Mama Vicky's, a port here on Original since 1923. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, and Coach Marion Stewart is with us, and this is fun because we get to talk about a lot of stuff <laughs> when Coach Stu is around because uh, is there a sport you don't like? No, no, not really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not really. And he knows what he's talking about with all of them, too. There's a lot of people that like sports, like us, but don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> and then there's the ones that actually do. Yeah. I uh, Let's start. I, it, I know it seems so long ago, but mm. we haven't technically finished the football season yet. Uh, and it was really only just a, a couple weeks ago that the Big Reds last played. And, of course, uh, coaches uh, involved uh, with uh, that you guys had uh, I think a special team this yeah. year I know the last game leaves a bitter taste but I thought you guys had a really special team this year and we were talking about uh, an 8-0 start it was like the first time in since, since 2011 2011 but and before the second that, time was... since the 50s yeah. yeah I mean you guys did some good things yeah, the kids worked worked really hard. You know, the coaching staff um, gelled, and you know, we did a lot of things too on that end. But we just gotta give credit to these kids, man. The stopping, the going, uh, we're playing, we're not playing, and then you know, can't lift weights, we can't work out, and you know, the kids just push through all those things. And we asked a lot of them uh, this year with a lot of film and and getting prepared that way. Um, so that was our big focus this year was. Watch as much film as you can because, you know, we might not be able to out-tough everybody or whatever, but we we can be prepared on what the other team is doing and what they're not doing. So, Well, I mean, you had a ton of talent. It seemed like every week we were talking about a different player that stepped up. I mean, whether it was the usual suspects, Najir Finney, Shaka Brown, DV, Noah Kindle, and then you had guys that kind of – took that who you didn't really talk about in before but like Gabe Mose, yeah. Ian Mitchell were these guys that you didn't really know their name but when their number was called they showed up in a big way 
Yeah, man, you look at, like, you know, we all know the stars. Noah, Jace, DV, uh, Shaka, and Jaron Sanderson, Nigeria, those guys like that. But what Ian Mitchell did, what, what guy do you know uh, at one point in time? I mean, he was leading us in sacks. What right. kicker do you know leads <laughs> leads yeah. in sacks? And, and didn't really play in, what, the first two games? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, he's kicking the ball out of the end zone. Um, Gabe stepped up. And, I mean, it was – it's a lot of a scheme, mm-hmm. too. You know, like, all right, we're going to put ourselves in this position to try to win this game. This is what this team does and doesn't do. And we're looking for you to – this that that kid, that sport, or that position to step up. But you had kids like Ian. Uh, I mean, Mike Post, when have you ever seen – I mean, that kid might be 155 pounds soaking wet as our middle linebacker. That dude is just nuts. He's crazy. Him and uh, – Caleb Collier and Mayuri, those I mean, pick your poison right there. Right, our linebacking core was really good. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I just I look at like depth too, um, and, and that's why like I know you're going to graduate certain guys, and all oh, the big reds won't be as good next year. I'm not so sure about that because I already know that uh, Amari, yeah, Gabe, um, and now uh, is stocks coming back yep. and here's here's a guy that i didn't say his name all during the season and in the playoffs he's returning kicks for touchdowns he's getting 50 yard runs uh, i mean come on stocks did uh had a real big season for us behind the scenes he was like a guy that's like you know your swiss army knife hey such and such hurt hey i need you be the backup at this position i also need you over here i also need you over there <laughs> and i need you to be in this position too so we asked a lot of him you know, Mari's coming back. Uh, we got a really good receiving core still coming back, too, with uh, Jaden Ashford um, and some guys like that. Those guys are going to have to play, you know, both ways. But our front line, we're going to have some big kids still there, Nash, um, Ian Mitchell and stuff like that. So we're, we're going to have some, some talent. We're going to be younger, a little less experienced than this year. But, you know, this like you said, this was a special class that came through. So – um, they did a lot for us. And, and because you were better than most of the teams that you played, yeah, those guys got a lot of experience this year. You got to play a lot of guys. Like the, you, you, weren't, you aren't like a lot of teams that go eight and one where, you know, there's three guys and the back rushes for 800 yards. You know, there's a receiver that's got 500 yards receiving. There, there's guys that make all the play. You didn't have anybody, I think, rush for 500 yards this year. No. And you had about – we counted it the one day. It was like yeah. 13 or 14 different players scored a touchdown for yep. you. And it's not that you didn't obviously have the talent to do that. You could have given the ball to Nigel Finney 20 times a game and ran him into the ground, and he would have had over 1,000 yards this year. Yeah. You could say that for four or five other guys. Oh, you could throw the ball to Shaka Brown on every down, and he'd be the best receiver in the state. Easily. Easily. Shaka is just an amazing athlete, man. And he's one of – you know, it's times where I had to tell Coach Mullins, hey, we need to get him out the field. <laughs> Because, I mean, he's punt return, kick return, kickoff, <laughs> starting corner, starting wide receiver. Right. So, you got guys like that. But, you know, like we say, the scheme and, and what the coaching staff looks at when we have. But, you know, we try to see other teams' weaknesses and try to expose those. But we got guys that step up and we try to give people opportunity. And then, you know, we start filling out guys throughout the game. Like, okay, well, they're not stopping this play or – we ran this play. We had a quicker guy. Let's put in Gabe. Or if we need a bigger guy for that spot. Let's put in Collier or mm. whatever. We've got guys that are ready on the sideline and need to know, you know, when we get in there that this is what we need you to do for us. So 
that was a big thing for our kids to be able to do this year. And how does that speak to the unselfishness of the kids? Because you've been on teams. You've been around toxic teams that can go, well, I want mine. Mm -hmm. I want my touches. I'm good enough. I'm going to go play college ball. Why is he getting a touch? And for no one to go over 500 yards and to really, at least from an outsider's perspective, seem to have a lot of team chemistry and cohesion, that says a lot about those kids. I mean, trust me, every team, we got (laughs) some some situations that we had to deal with, but – yeah, but I think, too, is when you don't have just one guy running the ball or just one guy throwing, that actually takes away that selfishness because guys know you're going to get an opportunity. You might not get 15, 20, 30 touches, whatever it is, but mm-hmm. you got to be ready because we could put you at right receiver. We could put you at running back, tailback, H-back, whatever it is, and be ready to make plays for us. So, um, and then you, you talk about the chemistry. Is like I think it was like 10 or 12 of those guys thing like at least 10 third year on varsity together right you know so those guys have been coming up since little league or uh taff or whatever it's called now yeah <laughs> thumb area football that uh that they played it together for a long right. time so i you know i i like to okay i look at noah kendall like oh there's a football player yeah but i look at a lot of your other guys that contribute and I don't go, that's a football player. I go, that's an athlete. I look at DV. He's a basketball player. Yep. He's an athlete. I look at Finney. He can run track. He's a track star, but he's just a good athlete. Yep. And so you can put him into these sports and they can excel. Yeah, I mean, it, to be an athlete, man, is like, it's crazy. Like, Nigeria is just ridiculously athletic. And you got DV, he's a good basketball player. Um, but I think the kids, most – of anything, you just got kids that want to compete mm-hmm. in whatever it is that they do. Um, and you got, like, Big Jace Mullins, that kid, you know, I call him the big shooter. In basketball, <laughs> he's either getting me a rebound or he's shooting threes. But in football, <laughs> he pounding the guy down low or, you know, we had that guy tight end, D-tackle, nose tackle. He played everywhere, you know. So you just got guys, hey, this is what we need out of you to help us this week. And the guys just stepped up and did it. Well, you coach multiple sports, obviously. It seems like you co- if there's a sport going on at PH, you're involved in it. How much does having a three-sport athlete, like a lot of those guys you just named, do or on your basketball team in the winter, run track, play baseball, do other sports like that, how important is it to play multiple sports in an era where a lot of people want to specialize in just one? I think the biggest thing with that is just the kids here being around your friends. Mm-hmm. Like I think my experiences from high school and even at being at Saginaw Valley on the football team is that I can tell you more about the crazy times at practice in the weight room, uh, going on bus rides and stuff mm-hmm. like that than I actually from the uh, actual game. Right. But I think each sport helps you with the other sport. Like, you know, you'll go through – you got big, tough kids like Ethan Bayline mm-hmm. play football and stuff. He go to the lane. He gets knocked hard. He's yeah. cool. He's easy with the contact. That's fine. You know, and then in football, you got the, some of those guys when they get in space. Like, you'll see DV on some of those quarterback runs. He's playing ba- – it looks like he's playing basketball. He'll cross <laughs> you up. Guy goes one way, you go the other way. So, like, they go hand in hand. And then the specialty of baseball, though, we love, like, all of our punters, at least since I've been around, our punt returners have always been outfielders. <laughs> Put that guy out there, they're going to know how to read the ball, where yeah, it's going right. to be at, how to get under it, those things like that. So it all correlates to itself when it goes around from different sports and stuff. Yeah, and that's uh, – that, I never equated that. Been, been watching for 30 years – 
and it never dawned on me that that's a good idea. That is. Yeah. One of our first things every year Coach Mullins does when we get to practice, he he says, he finds out where the baseball players at. <laughs> so then we find out who the baseball player is, and then, then we kind of say, all right, who's the fastest? <laughs> all right, I like that guy. So let's put these three out there, y'all. We go practice, and then we'll see who's, you know, the best with it. But it's those spots. It's like, you know, we put the baseball guy, hands team for kickoff or – Onside kicks. We try to get a lot of baseball guys out there, too. Right. Know how to field a ground ball. Field a ground ball. Yep. So you try to get those things, get square, get your body square to the ball, things like that. So uh, we've got to talk about this. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. So however you want to handle these next questions. But you played De La Salle, and they get – I'll say it. They get to recruit their guys. And and the funny story was uh, their coach coming up to Coach Mullins after the game, going, "You got some good players. Where where'd you get them from? And, it, and it, where do we get them from? That neighborhood, that neighborhood, South this Park. street. Yeah, right. You know, it, it's yeah. it's like you, there is, and and I don't know how to deal with it because the Catholic schools and the private schools will tell you, well, we don't have a school district to draw kids from, yeah. so we have to do this. But it's so obvious the teams that specifically say come to our school to play football or yeah. whatever sport it is. And it's funny that you said that because I didn't hear that story, but it, it's been at two other games where we had – because I'll be up on the booth and I'll be on the other team's side, and as we're walking down, I'll hear people say – or I have parents or fans come up to me, where do you get your kids from, man? Like, those kids – this number of kid is that and that kid mm-hmm. is that. I'm like, poor Heron. <laughs> like, what you mean? Right. Like, people be like <laughs> – Oh, I didn't know y'all had athletes up there like that or, you know, whatever. But it's like we got the kids to compete, but it's just when you run into a monster like that, like, I mean, going out there for warm-ups, I see this sprinter van pull up and it's De La Salle all over. And then I talk to the guy. He's like, oh, that's just the coach's transportation. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever, the coaches, whoever. The guys come up, they putting up cameras all over the dang on stadium and it's all this stuff, you know, that – type of stuff is recruitment in its own. You know, some kids see that and they they want to play for that. But, you know, I think the biggest difference, though, between our kids and those kids and those Cavaliers is just the things that they have access to. Just take a look at all the teams that have won a state championship the last couple of years in football. Look at their weight room. Oh, yeah. Look at ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, championships are made in the weight room. And you have – I mean, your kids do come out. They work hard. And yeah. that's why you were 8-0 and in that game. But, yeah. at, I mean, yeah, you see those – these are these pristine, state-of-the-art, college-level weight rooms. Yeah. And PH has basically made it work in a room that could you could fit the the benches in. Well, we and, I mean, it's still weights in there that when I was in high school oh, yeah. from 20 years ago. You know, so it's like our kids make the best of what we have and what we can do. And then you look at these other schools and – they're in their indoor facility, and then they got field turf at their practice fields and all this other stuff. We have PA sometimes trying to watch out for the uh, the sprinkler system. You know what <laughs> what I mean? like, our our fields are the best, but our fields, you know, they're the best. But we share our uh, freshman football field because mm-hmm. uh, it's really well maintained. Shout out to Mr. McDougal, does a great job. But Memorial have- Stadium always looks beautiful. Yeah, but, like, our practice right. field, we got so many kids. Oh, and yeah. We do so much. And, uh, you know, Memorial Stadium is, man, hands down the best field. But uh, just a little plug for the school district. I would love to get us some field turf in that stadium, though. Ooh. We're, I don't know. Sometimes I think it's an advantage that it's still grass. It does have that. It does have a little bit of charm with the grass. But if you had turf, oh. 
beautiful. It, it does. I mean, it always looks nice, but it's just weird. Like, when we go on the road, like, the only grass field we play on is us, ours. I can't even think of another one. I'm sure there's some up in the thumb that are grass, but any bigger schools, I can't think of any that are still grass. Like, if you have you seen Roseville's field? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were there for that game. That was oh, amazing. My, the locker room. I, I was just walking around the locker room amazed. Like, <laughs> the only thing they didn't do was the press box. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that press box was <laughs> terrible. I was so mad sitting up top. But I'm like, all these – uh, podcast people, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, we're getting in the way <laughs> with all the with all the credentials. I'm walking in. Y'all got the nice heated seats and the glass and all this sort of stuff. And we out in the rain, standing up there trying to call plays. Because you're and, tougher than us, you know. Yeah, I, I, I guess did, I did the game at uh, at Lance Cruz this year too, uh, and I was right next to you guys. And I actually I don't know if it was on purpose. Or, or whatever, but you guys were really well-behaved that day. <laughs> always. We're always very really well-behaved. I got to keep – it's my job up there to keep them guys under control, especially Coach Egan, man. <laughs> Coach Egan, that laugh you got, you know Coach Egan, he get to going. I'll be looking at him like, bro, go get – go go drink some more Mountain Dew or something, man. <laughs> well, go chill uh, out, I, man. I was uh, – you guys, this is a few years back. You opened with uh, Eisenhower, and you played it at Wayne State. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and Coach Taddy was in the room like two rooms down from me. And I could hear him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, 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 you guys were like literally like we were right next to each other, and, and you it, know I could hear you guys talking about you know what you wanted to do and that, but nobody nobody got. Of course, you guys were winning all all day long, but yeah. I mean, it, it gets like that sometimes. I mean, some of the conversations get heated. You know, sometimes you got to raise your voice a little bit oh, yeah. so people can hear you and understand. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a. Uh, it's a give and take, though, man. But, yeah, I was like, man, them guys sit in the plush seats. Like, they get the heat, the the internet, the Wi-Fi, all this other stuff. But <laughs> I can't sit down and watch a football game or coach a football game. Couldn't do it. I end up standing most of the game anyway. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I sit, but I'm at the point where I can't be close to it now. i got to be mm. backing up. Yeah. I've been doing it that way for so long where you can see the lanes and you can see the plays open up and develop and what's open. Right. and That's the best thing about Memorial, though, is that aspect right there. Where, like, you know, for people that don't understand, like, like when we're on the side, like our team, we get out there, especially on offense, we're looking at the defense, coaches on a headset with me, and he's like, well, what do you see? Or what's the depth of this person or whatever? And then we go for our play call from that way. You get to other stadiums where it's a track around the field, and then you're further back, and right. then it's a long slope, you know, track, and <laughs> I can't to. see guys on yeah. the other side. Yeah. I can't, I can't see guys on the other side. So Memorial Stadium is bright. Like, oh, the very, lights, yeah. it's really bright. Uh, and, yeah, East China – I like East China Stadium. It's nice. It, and, the, and the teams that play there win all the time, which makes it fun But they don't have numbers for, you for can us. read. But <laughs> it's, it's like the lighting is farther away, so it's – it's dark, yeah, and you're farther away because of the track and the way the the stands slope. I like that uh, the players probably don't like it on the sideline being cramped like that. But at Memorial Stadium, I like that like you literally you could reach out and tap yeah, a guy yeah, on the helmet. Feel like you can, it's gives some curse to that too. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm sure it's a lot fans. of lot more fun when you're winning when you're that close. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you start getting you you hear. 
granddad Jimmy then came to the first game and he's upset that somebody isn't playing or got the answer to all your problems. Oh wow. man, the quarterback coaches oh man, the, those guys are just <laughs> there, there's <laughs> always there's always gonna be that though. Oh, That's yeah. just part of sports. Yeah. So I think what time for a break. Pay yeah, we'll, we'll take a break and uh, we'll we'll start talking some basketball uh, here too because I've got to have basketball season. Yes. Yep. Okay, folks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. To those who love the grind, run with us on a John Deere Gator UV because your daily routine may change, but the land stays the same. There's still ground to cover and a herd to keep in line. Out here, the work never stops. So keep going on a Gator UV with the power to forge ahead. Nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish? Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. The City of Marysville continues to strive to be a great place to visit, a better place to live, and a great place to open a business. Go to our City of Marysville webpage at cityofmarysvillemi.com to find employment opportunities, business assistance, learn about our outstanding Marysville public school system, or just book a round of golf at Marysville Golf Course. Marysville, a great place to visit, a better place to live, and a great place to open a business. And remember, the sun always shines in Marysville. 
Precision Care has been locally owned and operated in Marine City and has served the Blue Water community for over 25 years. Precision Care is the leading property and landscape contractor in St. Clair County. Always looking to hire the best people? Check out their website at precisioncarellc.com. Click on the Application for Employment tab and send in your resume today. Precision Care is a proud supporter of local athletics at all levels. Call today at 810-765-7968. For all your landscaping needs, it's Precision Care, LLC. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, let's uh, talk some uh, basketball with uh, Coach uh, Stu because uh, this is a sport that uh, hasn't been getting a lot of attention in the entire area for a while. Yeah. Because there hasn't really been much to get excited about. But all of a sudden, like, uh, and you've pointed this out on past podcasts, Brady, a lot of the teams in our area did really well. Won league championships, competed for league championships last year uh, in the MAC. Uh, Crosslex up in the BWAC has a really strong basketball team. This is a good time for basketball in our area and stupid COVID. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you, you, you're, this is kind of like the corner. This is your third year coaching, right? Fourth. Fourth? Yep. Okay, so this group, though, you kind of started anew with this group. They yep. were all sophomores, and you took your lumps. That yes, first year did. was tough for you. Yes. Last year, you saw a lot of improvement, and this feels like the coup de grace, the coronation year of, of this story arc, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, so the first year came in. Taking over different programs, you still got, you know, trying to get those things going. Right. So the next year, we're like, you know, this is our future. The, this sophomore class, which is the seniors now, we just got to take our bumps, man. Let's put them up there, put them to the wolves, and mm-hmm. we'll go from there. Um, we started DV as a freshman and a sophomore, you know, and we won one game. We had some kids that, you know, quit and didn't want to be a part of it and all that stuff like that. And I told the kids, you stay together, we will benefit from this. And they did, you know. I mean, we had a 10-game improvement the next year. Yeah. How, last many, year. how often do you see that from, you one, from one year? And in, in those games, too, like we were the chance to – we were in a, we were the only team in a MAC or for the season to beat East Detroit. Right. You know, we get a win like that. And then there was no – I think it was one game we got blown out in this, that year. And we were in a lot of those things. Um, but, you know, what kills us – Towards the end, and when we get to those big schools, like it's Dakota, so just don't have that size, man. No. And then speaking of Dakota, did you see what Rollins did the other day? No. First game, I think he had 18 points his first game. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now that, yes. Now that you mention it, yeah. That guy is ridiculous. Like, I knew yeah. he was good in high school, but to go to be Toledo and start <laughs> yeah, and do that, like – He's he's good. Yeah, and they're also uh, picking from 3,000 kids. Yeah. And you got, what, 1,300? Yeah. He had 28 or 29 points in that district game. Yeah, and didn't play the fourth. Yeah, didn't play the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we, we game plan, all right, let's do this. Let's stay away from him. Let's try to get this. Let's make him kind of tired because we knew they were going to trap. We knew what kind of stuff they were going to do. But, I mean, one time we're getting trapped on one side of the court. We do a lob pass, which we've been doing all year, play we call. Throw it to the other side. He just takes off and sprints, snatches it out of the air, runs in, gets an and one. It was just like, <laughs> wow. Like, yeah, that's a Division One athlete right there. Right, yeah. Like, you see it and you know. Yeah. But with East Point, they're now up in the gold. Yep. 
Um, so I believe the new teams, uh, Madison went down, so it's Sterling Heights and Lakeview yep. are joining you, uh, Lincoln, Marysville, and who's the last? Clintondale yep. in the silver. You're probably now going from a team that two years ago won one game and wasn't expecting anything. Now the expectations are on your team. Now you will have the target on your back going into the season, whenever it may start. Yep. You're the favorite to win the Max Silver. How do you kind of attack it now Now that you're the hunted and not the hunters? We try not to, you know, you try not to change the mentality. And uh, what was it? Coach K, one of the uh, quotes I say to kids is, uh, you know, approach the championship Prepare like a champion before you become a champion. Mm-hmm. So you don't just all of a sudden become a champion. Then it's like, all right, now we got to change our philosophy or what we're doing. Kids know, like, our expectations is, you know, you dress and ready 15 minutes before a practice. Kids know we out in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Your cousin Jace, that's mm-hmm. his thing he hates the most, our conditioning and stuff. But when we're the smaller team, height-wise, so you got you got to take advantage of what you have. We're quick. Right. We're We're athletic. And let's go out there and do those things. Uh, Got to find some shooters, people to be able to knock down some more shots. But it's going to be different. And I think – but a good thing, though, is those kids are also learn how to be the hunted because they all play football. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I'm one, I got a unique situation where I think last year nine out of my 12 players play football. So, like, my whole team, and then going that late into the playoffs, right. those kids literally got two days off and then went to basketball. So, you know, that part of the being a hunted is something that, you know, I think that we'll see how that goes in basketball because it's the first time in a long, long time at PH that th- those expectations are there. But mm-hmm. it's uh, it, it'll be there. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how the kids react to that. Yeah, you, you, got, you got two guys um, that can, uh, at least offensively, um, and I think DV's more rounded player mm-hmm. at both ends, but uh, I'm going to throw Balon in yeah. here too. These are kids that can find offense. Yeah, like if you if you're having a night and it's tough going, DV can create a shot for himself. Yep. Ethan finds ways to get to the basket and score points. Ethan is that that uh, that X factor man. He's that kid that you know teams game plan on like all right, what do we need to do? to slow him down because it's that mindset like when you play any great teams like all right they've got this kid that can score all right let's make that kid score and shut down everybody else make that one kid beat us and then if someone else can step up then that's that that x factor for you to win but i think last year i just don't i don't know what (laughs) if it was something in the ref's book or something man (laughs) ethan got the most calls for the tickiest tech like fouls of all time it's like you the game, the ball is tipped and he's got two fouls. I'm like, dang, like where the – it's like, and he keep – and then we had to sit him out and you got to, you know, then that's when depth comes in where you got to find somebody that can step in. But back to what you said, interesting about this area, I'm trying to get publicity to this area. It's kind of what we're trying to do for the Athletic Factory through my nonprofit is I'm on Twitter all the time trying to pub guys, whether it's – PH, whether it's guys like Marco down at uh, Marysville, mm-hmm. you know, you got the Northern kids, you got all, I swear I've either trained or worked or coached half of Cross Lex kids <laughs> <laughs> through our stuff that they got some athletes. But that's our big thing is trying to get some notoriety up here. There's no way, like, the kids like Sofer and all those kids like that, they don't have bigger offers than what they they have. They easily can play in the GLIAC. 
mm-hmm. at a Wayne State or Saginaw Valley. And it's like we're struggling to get Division three schools to come look, you know. But at the end of the day, it's about getting to the next level. So whatever, you know, can come for the kids. Is what well, I, I joke. I mean, you go – people think the world ends at 23 Mile. Oh, yeah. Like anything north of that is farms and I don't need to worry about it. And they don't, re- like, see the talent that comes out of you. Because you're right. Hunter Sofer should probably have at minimum a Division two offer. Mm-hmm. I, mean, well, I mean, okay, let's put him at Ike or, or put him at one of those schools. Easily. And, and people are talking about him. Mm-hmm. Put Jameson somewhere and everybody be hyping that. Yep. That Oh, and he's only, what, a sophomore or yeah. whatever. Uh, just think in a, in a couple of years. Singleton. I think Singleton uh, is going to have a big year. Yeah. This right. year, I mean, you saw. I mean, just I know personally, he changed his body. DV, he, yeah, he grew, and yeah, DV price. You look at these guys that play in this area that kind of do get underrepresented. That yep. you never like when you see these statewide articles where they rank the the top ten or whatever. You rarely see St. Clair County get any representation, and, it, it's, and, and it's, it's not because there's lack of athletes. And it's disheartening too because like our coaches staff, we pride ourselves on being on, you know. The internet. I'm sending. I mean, after every game, I'm calling every publication from here to Detroit. I'm sending out the emails and the the tweets and the phone mm-hmm. calls and stuff. And it's like, and then and it's disheartening because sometimes you you'll call like the Freep or Detroit mm-hmm. News and you tell me your score and then you look at it the next day it's not even in there. So it's like why? Like I call you and you, you do that right. and we get nothing. But I've even had teams where, and Coach Mullins would tell you this too in football. But it's even worse in basketball. You had teams that have like petitioned to try to be out of our league because they were like, "Oh, we don't want to have to drive to Port Huron twice, or we don't want to uh, go up to Port Huron and Northern or whatever." It's yeah. like y'all act like we asking y'all to drive to Texas. Yeah, like, <laughs> like it's a forty minute drive. Yeah, and it's like every one of our away games is that far. And there's two expressways leading into town. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like, you you got people that like act like you said, you act like it's so far away. And then when you do get a contact with, you know, coaches, no matter what level it is, then they want a validation. Well, like, who do you guys play? And then I have to, I'll have to say the Dakotas. The oh, you're in that league? And then I'm like, oh, really? So then when I'm sending out a film to them, they're like, now it's like, okay, this kind of validates a kid that, okay, they can't play at a level because they're playing against this competition. So, I don't know. It's just – yeah. I- I'll tell the story when I was going through the recruitment process, going to football camps. I went to a Division two school that is not far from here. <laughs> and I will not say the name, but after the camp, there was one other kid. Jarrett Matheson was there too, the kid from Marine City. Mm-hmm. He ran basically 1,000 yards a game. So, you know, at the end of football camps, they say, okay, if you're from this area, go here, this here, go here, here, here. Well, they didn't say anything that really applied to this area. So I go up to the head football coach and say, where do kids from St. Clair County go? He looked me dead in the eye and goes, where's that? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's close enough that you should know mm-hmm. where it is. Well, I get that so, all the time. Like, I'll get coaches, poor Heron. Oh, oh that's uh, by Flint? I'm like, no, <laughs> man, you got to keep going. And uh, I did that same thing, like, coming out. Um, <laughs> I was at a camp, too. Uh Went up to a school farther north, one of the best valleys around. You probably know this one. Mm. I go in there and uh, do my workout, and the guy goes, oh, man, where, you from Detroit? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, you Flint? No, Port Huron. Port what? 
And but for that coach, he was actually from Florida, so he didn't. Which know is where okay. It was, that's on. Yeah, it was you probably can a position that. coach. It was a position coach, not yeah. the head coach. Yeah. If you're the head coach of a college football program, you should know every single high school in the state, or at least the city. Yes, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like, like there should be a map. You should have to know the entire state, and because it's not like. There haven't been athletes that have come out of this area. Yeah, I mean, we've had Big Ten guys come out right. here. And here's the thing. The the Matheson had won a state title that fall before, and he still didn't know where that was. Yeah. Okay. Like, I was just – imagine how he felt. Yeah. Like, he was just the best player on a state championship team, and a coach just says, wait, where are you from? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's tough out here with that, with that aspect. But uh, it is either you get that where where is that at, or when you mention it, people, oh, I love that place. <laughs> oh, I've been to KOA. <laughs> I've been to the I've been to Lakeside. Have you tried that one restaurant downtown? Or you know, what I'm saying you get yeah. like, yeah, I've been here my whole life. Like I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. But it's like you get that drastic end. Like mm-hmm. yeah, I've been to when I was working in Detroit uh, for my internship to graduate uh, when I was at Wayne State. My coworker was like, "Yeah, we're gonna go up north for a camping trip this weekend." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, up north!" So up north to me is like higher, like north or Gaylord, or, yeah, you know, or at up least there. up in the thumb. The yeah. UP. She's like, "Yeah, we're going to this place called um, uh, what does he say? What is a uh, Kway's area? At? What is that called? Wadhams. Wadhams." Yeah. She said, "We're going to Wadhams, Michigan." <laughs> I said, wow. I said, you mean Port Huron? <laughs> she was like, no, it's called Emmett or somewhere. Something. She was naming all this stuff. I'm like, no, you're going to Port Huron. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, we're going to. Girl, she talking to her friend. That's an hour drive. I'm like, oh, my God. And I was like, well, I'll meet y'all there. I'll see you up north this weekend. So, yeah, it's yeah, hilarious. Good stuff. All right, uh, we'll take a break, uh, and then we'll do another segment with uh, Coach Marion Stewart uh, in uh, just a bit. So uh, hang in there. It's the Get Stuck on Sports podcast brought to you by Tri-County Equipment. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series Shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark Shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark Shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. 
Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. TP Logos in Marysville has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery and custom screen printing and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit TP tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays 830 to 430 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. TP Logos will have it in days. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium in Marysville. Preferred Charters is a privately owned and operated transportation service located in Michigan for the past 13 years. Well known for customer service and well-maintained equipment. From sightseeing tours to conventions, corporate transfers, sports teams, parades, sporting events, and private charters, Preferred Charters has the wheels and wherewithal to ensure the smoothest ride with drivers that are the best in the business. Call 810-982-7433 and let Preferred Charters do the driving. For full-service residential and commercial network installation and management, you need Andrew Thompson at Thompson Engineering. Thompson Engineering will install and maintain long and short-range point-to-point links, install security cameras, access controls, and provide audio-video engineering. Visit online at thompson-engineering.com or call them at 810-221-1667. That's 810-221-1667. Thompson Engineering, network and radio solutions that work. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. You're with uh, Dennis Brady and Coach uh, Marion uh, Stewart. Uh, interesting conversation here just talking about, like, like a, what, like a lack of respect for the area, or like for St. Clair County and that in terms of why aren't mm, – schools looking more at these kids yeah yeah i mean it's basically what uh east of flint north of 23 miles just like a dead zone yep it's just like the the people that should know the area like we said there's some schools like i know northwood came and we were talking about it got a lot of kids from the area got almont kids got like basically took over st Clair county and said we're taking all these kids i know wayne state has started to do it a little more not a lot but there's at least some. Like when I first got there, um, a Sean Butler was the only other kid from the area yep. that was on the team. And until like my senior year, I was the only other one. Well, then, then speaking of a Sean, he knows that I'm the best football player in the family. <laughs> so he hears that. I don't care that he was a captain of the team at Wayne State, whatever. But his, no, his pick six, by the way, way better than yours. And I know his happened in high school. Yeah, so it doesn't count. He didn't oh, Sean's. Yeah. We way just had better. this argument two days ago. Not no exaggeration on Thanksgiving. <laughs> We were joking about Noah Kendall's yeah. pick six. And then uh, I was like, oh, yeah, because mine's like maybe 20, 30 yards or something. Yeah. And Sean's like, yeah, you know who's the best. <laughs> then, but prime time, like his was against Northern. Like there was no better setting than that. But right. the way and, and the fact that he juggled it for half the run. Half, like he yeah. didn't actually secure it till he was almost catch. to the end zone. <laughs> you can't catch. You know, you got them brick hands. You got to be an athlete, man. <laughs> But uh, Noah's pick six was ridiculous, though. Yeah, I call a it a shot block. Arm. It was a shot block. 
Yeah, with the mechanical arm. Don't get me talking about hoops with Noah. <laughs> Mr. Kendall, I'm not going to approve of that. Basketball talk. <laughs> but uh, he, but like, going back to the colleges, though, is like Wayne State, like barely got – don't even talk to me out of school. Right. Like, I mean, I'm getting calls from Grand Valley and Ferris and Hillsdale and Indianapolis. Right. And all these other schools. And then, like, at the last minute, Wayne State, oh, hey, what's up? The closest school mm-hmm. to us is like yeah. – can we, can we talk to you too? I'm like, yeah, I'll go to a visit. But I'm like, how did it take? I'm 50 minutes away, bro. Yeah. Like, like that's – I just don't get how more – well, yeah. How this area doesn't get more respect, it seems like. I mean, SVSU, if you open up their record book, the Mullins will be in there all over the place. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You got you got those, you got got the Mullins, and then um, there's a couple other – Mr. Gilbert was up there. Right. Um, you got a bunch of guys from this area. Not a bunch. I mean, over the time, there was a nice, decent amount that went up there, but not as many as it should be. Well, and like with Wayne State, you, you think having Troy Burrell mm-hmm. down there be one of their best players ever would be like, okay, let's keep going to that school. Yeah. And they haven't since. Well, that was one of the coolest things I remember in sports-wise was I was finishing up my master's at Wayne. And that's when they went on their long mm-hmm. run. And just being downtown Detroit and walking around, especially Midtown, but, like, you'll see your Calvin Johnson poster, and then right next to it or below it is a big old poster of Troy Burrell. Yeah. Like, that was so that was so cool, man, like, walking around, and my buddies, they're all like, oh, yeah, Troy's a beast. I'm like, yeah, he's from Port Huron. Where? Yeah. He's, he's from where you from? Like, yeah, Troy, Troy's the man. Like, so that was pretty cool. Uh, they had a city behind them like that, man. So, but yeah, well, I would be remiss if I didn't ask about my favorite subject. And this is nice because he's going to do it again, folks. Oh, of course <laughs> I am. There's nothing else to talk about. Um, <laughs> so this is interesting because you're from the biggest school in the area. So you kind of represent the other side of it. I've always been a proponent that I hate the Mac. Yeah, I think the Macomb Area Conference is bad. I think the reasons why people joined it is outdated now and they don't uh, matter anymore. I'd like to see some sort of a local league. However, Port Huron High is the biggest school, and I know if there was a school that it would benefit the least, it would be high in Northern. Uh, if there was ever a Blue Water League or something like that, I'm not – no, not at all. Because what is it – because one of the big things, proponent of me being against that is, one of the big things is people always want to see who are you playing against. Right. I got to put some type of measuring stick for you to see what kind of caliber you are, right? Mm-hmm. So if we're the biggest team around, us playing a Marysville, a St. Clair, Marine City, those ain't no knock on them, but that's not going to get us prepared for De La Salle. Right. That's not, and when we go to the playoffs, that's not going to get us prepared for Dakota and all that stuff. Now, those schemes, they got great coaches at those schools. Mm-hmm. They, of course, look at the record books and stuff, right? But uh, Marine City – the uh, old tackle is what, 510, 180? Mm-hmm. Dakotas is going to be 6'4", 280, 290. You know what I'm saying? Just that thing. But I just feel like if we do a local league, that's just going to take the exposure even down even more. I mean, my counter to that would be, well, did Lance Cruz or any of the other Mac Blue schools really – do you think that those schools are any better than the teams in the area? I don't, you know, no, I don't think so. I think uh, like a Lance Cruz, a Lance Cruz North, 
who it, it blows my mind that Lance Cruz North is struggling the way they are mm-hmm. uh, in sports because when we were growing up, like that was like our rivals, like one of our other rivals outside right. of Northern. It was always big game. They always had. Uh, I can remember one of the hardest times I ever got hit and ran over was by Jeff Lindsay, mm-hmm. who ended up going to uh, Purdue and starting as a tight end. Like they've got you know crazy kids that come out of here, but it's just not there right now. But I just once again, I just feel like you getting down there closer to where people are going to be able to see you at is going to be better for us in the long, long run. Now, um, uh, Marysville and those similar-sized schools, there's a lot of great competition for that class size mm-hmm. around here. Uh, Marysville, uh, St. Clair, uh, Almont, uh, Richmond, Cross Lex. Like, there's some good teams there, you know? And, I mean, they've upset Northern right. before, you know? so Which I know for football, especially with the new playoff system, that that would basically be playoff suicide oh, yeah. to have that, which is another reason why I don't like it. It rewards playing big schools, not good schools. Yeah. Um, but, like, for other sports like basketball, baseball, um, track, I, I think the competition level and the – because the size doesn't mean necessarily as much outside. I mean, yes, you go to Dakota, you get the seven-footers. But, yeah. I mean, you're in a league with Marysville right now for basketball. Yeah. You've been in a league with St. Clair. It's, it's, it's happened before in basically every other sport but football. I can concede that football is probably not the best idea now with the new system. Yeah. And I understand what you're saying about getting prepared um, and all that. But, like, for basketball and baseball, I really don't see a reason not to for those. Yeah, I mean, those – Sports around here, I feel like it's competition that is not a big difference between the schools and those things like that. I think one of the sports that you really see the difference when it comes to, like, size and, like, speed and all that stuff like that is our track programs versus those big schools. Like, I mean, you'll get, like, a Utica – I think it was Utica or – no, Henry Ford, too. Comes with, like, two and three busloads of kids. Like, I'm like – how, you got 95, 100 kids on there. Dakota came to one year, had four busloads of kids on the track team. Like, I was helping with shot put and, and discus, and they've got seven JV throwers. Jeez. I got seven – I got six throwers total. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got the four on varsity, then you got seven over here, then these kids didn't come, and then you got some kids that that's the only thing they came to do was just throw this discus and they went home. Right. We got our kids now. You got to use every event. You know what I'm saying? And you got to mm-hmm. do those things. So those type of, like, sports and stuff like that is where that size and how many kids you have, that it made a huge difference in track. Because, like, we would go out there and win the 100. Niger or uh, Vander Fice will win the 100. Mm-hmm. We'll win the 200. We'll win the 4 by one and the 4 by 2 But then their second and third place, they got all those. And then if we lose the 800s. We'll lose the 400s and just because – those kids are fresh. They right. they run one or two events. We're asking Nigeria to run four, <laughs> you know, and so it's just those type of things. But I know you're trying to get Marysville more pub and stuff, man. Oh so come on! I know, wow. I know that's what well, right, that's what we was going to. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I it, it would be fun, like the the year that in football the gold was Northern Saint Clair Marysville Marine City. It was fun. It was yeah. actually it was hard for me to find weeks where I could get the PH games in there yeah. because there was always a rivalry game every week uh, that you felt like you had to be at yeah. because it just involved more people in the, the surrounding communities and all that. 
So, like. But we treat you better at PH. You, you know, I get, like, gold at PH. Yeah, I'm out like there on the field. I'm saying, who is this guy walking around the field? I couldn't tell. For, I'm like, oh, he's get the, he gets the pass. <laughs> and I remember at practice, Brady comes walking up. All the kids think he's a college recruit. Yeah. So I just, oh, I love I all the way in state. I stood there the with my khakis on yeah, and, yeah. like, a nice sweater. Yep. And I looked over there, too. I'm like, who is this? Because I had the so mask on. And, and I was like, oh, I know who that is. And all the kids come back. I come back and Coach Stu, who is that? What school is that from? Are you looking at us? I'm like, man, that's beating, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, let me throw something else at you, something that might actually benefit PH a little more. And this is something Eric Shunk brought up when we had him on. For basketball, there's only four divisions for the postseason. He's a big proponent of adding a fifth one, especially because Division One, the difference between the smallest and the largest is so massive that you have teams with 900, 1,000 kids playing teams like Dakota with 3,000 in, in a district playoff. I'm just saying that's something I wouldn't be against. Well, you know, and when you're a coach. When you're a school, you know, you're getting bigger. And your school, your population mm-hmm. is enrolling. It's getting higher. And we'll Got a whole it. new subdivision coming I in. I know, right on, right, right on range. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave that one for another conversation. All right. But when you start getting those numbers, you got to play the big boys. Right. You know, but I can see, yeah, I can see doing but, that kind of split. Because, like. It's not a big deal if a school with like a thousand plays is a school with fifteen or sixteen hundred. Mm-hmm. But when you get to triple or four times the amount of kids, that's when it gets a little ridiculous. I, I can see that when you when you're up at top, if you do like you know a thousand, like the nine hundred to like fourteen hundred, right? That range, and then you know above. But then, but then that also becomes a slippery slope because then you run into like those schools like a New Haven, where they've got six hundred, seven hundred kids, whatever it may be. Um, and they can beat they beat Dakota. You know what I'm saying? So right. I mean, no, I know those things are few and far between. Did they beat Dakota or did Romeo beat Dakota? <laughs> he was on the team. Hey, he was he was on the team. He had a jersey, so <laughs> they was there. But yeah, because you I mean you get those schools, in, but you know as well as I do, like some schools are like specialized in certain sports. Right. You know, like when you bring up this school or that school, oh, that's a baseball school, or this is a football mm-hmm. school, or that's a basketball school. But I kind of think of, you know, kind of stuff that like happened with Pershing a few years back. I mean, that school was a powerhouse in basketball for forever. And they enrollment started going, whatever, you know, right. stuff happened in Detroit. But what was happening is they wanted to keep that pride there and was like, well, we'll stay up Class A or whatever in basketball. But they don't have Class A athletes in baseball, football, right. all, that, all that stuff. So your basketball team is competing while all the other teams are getting killed. Right. You know, and so that's the things where you got to, like, balance out and figure out where you go with those things. But, but like, what's PH's enrollment right now? Like 1,300 around there? Yeah, you shouldn't have to play, compete with a district title for a school with 3,000 or 2,500 or something that doubles Port here on size. Because then, again, you're just getting more – you're picking 12 kids out of, okay, cut it in half for a boys' team. You're picking from 600 kids. They're picking from 1,500, 1,600. Yeah. And then, I mean, like you said, it's hard to get past Hall Road. Yeah. You know, like, you get up to Hall Road, I mean, you got the Lance Cruz, the Lance Cruz North, the Anchor Bays, Dakotas, Sterling Heights, or Stevenson, all the, you know, all those yeah. schools like that. I mean, like you said, it's been done before, but that Mac Red division, man, is tough. Oh, like, yeah. Like, Mac Red, you, that, to me, that's almost like watching, especially in football, like watching Division Two football. Like, I remember watching, uh, we were 
uh, it was preseason scrimmage. I want to say it was two years ago when Chip Valley beat Belleville at Troy. Mm-hmm. Watching those kids get off the bus, man, I was just like, wow. <laughs> like, it's a it's a difference. And you see those kids. And that's when Belleville had the one kid that went to Bama. And then right. had some other, you know, some other big kids. But the Mac Red is just is Oh, we talked about it all the time, how it's like usually you have the five big teams of the Mac Red. And then there's usually a sixth one. Either it's Mod or Anchor Bay or – Lance Cruz, North, they, back they, forth, they yeah. go up and down, but the, it, there's Ike, Dakota, uh, Stevenson, Chip Valley, and who's the other one? Romeo. 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 That are always up there, and it seems like every sport. And then you have the ones that move up and down, but the gap between those five and everyone else, it just seems like it's night and day. Like, you can take the worst team in the white, and a team, the best team in the silver could at least probably compete with them. They play the worst team in the red, and they're getting blown out. There's yeah. a bigger gap between the red and the white than there is between the white and the oh, yeah. silver. Mo- yeah, most most definitely. Like we, we and beat, then the silver and the bronze is a huge we, gap. We beat yeah. we beat the white teams all the time. You know, blue and we'll we'll get a red team. You know, every now and again, every couple of years, uh, we'll get a red team. But it's crazy. Like we call it a uh, hell week because it's that one week. I, I want to say it's week three. It might be. Where it's that crossover where the red goes and plays the blue team. Mm-hmm. I remember the one year we lost. I want to say it was three years, ago, two or three years ago. We lost to Warren Mott. Like I don't know, they blew us off maybe thirty-five to seven, and we were the closest game that week for the blue versus right. red. Like we were the closest game. I mean, was probably the, I mean, only, the was only was one it? to hold them under fifty. It was yeah. what? <laughs> Look at Anchor Bay this year. They tie for the white title, right? Mm-hmm. They go and play Ike in week. Uh, six last week of the season, whatever you want to call it, get shut out like twenty to nothing. Go and play Romeo, who finished like second to last in the red, yeah. and beat them like twenty five to seven or something. Yeah. So in two games, they get absolutely just shut down after winning the Mac White. Yeah. yeah. And then well, they had been up in the the red and yep, couldn't beat anybody. Well, it's funny, like you said, you get that Mac Red, you get those top five teams. Mm-hmm. Then at sixteen, that kind of can compete. But they only gonna beat that seventh and eighth or that you know the last right. two levels. It's just but a, that it's last that good class, yeah. That last team in the Mac Red just gets hammered for two years, and then they go down to the white. And they do okay, then they'll win the white, and then they come right, back. Yeah. Up. So it's that rotation of that last team in the red that just like because yeah, it's Gross Point South up there right now. Yep. They had a good class. That those kids are gonna go by. They're gonna go down to the white. Then Mott or Anchor Bay is gonna move up. That Johnson and, kid is legit. Yeah. Like legit, really, like special. All right, I haven't I haven't seen him play football, but I've seen him play basketball because they were at uh, SC four yeah. last year for the Christmas time yeah. tournament. No, and he's legit. Like you go out there and he's every bit of six two six three corner, <laughs> and fast, athletic, and run, jump, everything. It was just when we played him uh, last year, it was just kind of like, all right, we think we can do this. They shut that down. <laughs> And then they played a basic 4-3, cover two man, but they'll just do the man on your outside receiver, and it's almost like, well, we just can't throw to that guy Like, today. they're just like, beat me. Yeah. Like, is yeah, that's – But you got a 6-2 corner, right. you know, 4-4 four, four, or 4-5. Four, I mean, I need Tom Brady or somebody back there to complete in them. I mean, any homes. Give me I'm sure you know as a there. coach, you, you look like a much better coach when you go, oh, yeah, you – he doesn't catch the ball. I'm done coaching you. He, that receiver's yeah. done. If, like, if you that, can yeah, shut down a heck whole, of a scheme. If you can shut down a whole half of the field with one guy yeah. and then zone everybody else up, 
we were just like, we get there at halftime, we're like, what the heck do we do? Because essentially they got seven, eight guys in the box. And then when we go to throw, they got help over top. But you can't throw to the right side of the field because that guy ain't going nowhere. Like, yeah. You can't do anything. <laughs> and then if you try to throw the bubbles, you know, to mm-hmm. try to oh, yeah. bring them up, you know how, oh, you yeah, know, to try to alleviate some of that. But then they got a zone underneath. <laughs> so, we're, we, okay, you throw a bubble screen for two-yard gain. Yeah. Then you still got seven in the box. Like, that's – it was tough. He's good. Yeah. Like in basketball, you're a much better coach when your kids are hitting three-pointers, right? You look like the greatest coach ever. <laughs> and that's yeah. what Gross Point South did. Uh, I think they hit 17 threes. Oh, it was ridiculous. 17 threes. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Like, I'm trying to – we get back, we cover up, we get to stop the ball. Yeah. We get the defensive rotation, baseline drive. We get that shut off, and then all of a sudden they throw it back up to the volleyball line. <laughs> And then the freshman shooting it or Johnson yeah. just jacking threes and just hitting. Because uh, you guys scored like 70 points or close to 70 yeah. points, somewhere around there. And in high school basketball, that's usually enough to win by a lot. Yeah. And you lost by a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't – hey, if you trade three for twos, it, I mean – I'm, I'm not the smartest man in the world. I can do math, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. If you trade that, the, the win the win percentages go go down a little bit. <laughs> but that's another conversation itself is how crazy the game of basketball has changed. And as a coach, you almost have to coach the opposite of what you were taught. Like, you're taught get back in transition, get in the paint, stop the ball from getting mm-hmm. a layup, and then flare out and make them shoot the quote-unquote mm-hmm. Bad shot three. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad shot no more. No. <laughs> like, well, with all the analytics that basically say, like, there are teams that will say, even in high school, we're shooting a three 20 times a game. Yeah. Like, I, we're shooting a three, not we were going to make this many. We're getting at least this many you gotta up. got to get that many up. Because yep. the numbers say that at a certain point that the math, your average, you're going to make so many more than forcing a two. And then it's even changed with the whole driving – Driving kick offense, you know, when you're coming up, it's like, all right, the guy's driving, you're in a gap, you're stepping to help right. on the ball. You can't anymore. You help, they're kicking it as three on the play side. Oh, yeah. So now you got to stay home and you got to rotate with your back guy and then try to get some rotations that way. But, you know, and then they say, I was reading an article the other day, and I see even more of it is that that um, dribble up three point shot is the worst shot in basketball. Because they're like, if you're going to be within a, a foot or two of the three point line, shoot the three. Or get all the way to the basket right. trying to get a foul. That dribble mid-range, that deep mid-range mm-hmm. is the worst shot in basketball. Well, you look at, like, the heat maps you see of um, the shots in, like, 20 years ago, like the late yeah. 90s. It's very evenly spread out. There's a lot of mid-range. You see it from, like, last year. It's, like, layup or three. Three, yeah. Nothing in between. The yep. mid-range is dying. Yeah. Well, uh, look where the – the post game is just big. Big men shoot threes now. Mm-hmm. You well, have you have to have it, and it seems like every single team, especially in high school, have two guys that you have to go. You can't leave them. No, like you're basically if you want to play a zone, you're playing like a box in one or or a three and a triangle in two. That shooting machine has helped has changed basketball, man. Like you can go in the gym right now, spend a half hour, get up just a half hour. Go in there and get 300, 400 shots of it, depending on how fast you want to shoot it. You go to the Y, like back when we was growing up, 300 shots in a day, I wasn't the best shooter. I'd be in there all day. You got to chase the misses. <laughs> you got to go run and go get it. Even if it. you make it, still. Yeah, you still got to go get it. Yeah, it's like it's it's changed basketball. I mean, for the better, too. And I, I hate when you get some of those peers that be like, um, you see them crying on Twitter and stuff. 
oh, they're not teaching the game correctly. Well, no, the game's just evolved and it's changed. Right. Get with it or get lost. Like, yeah. you can't be like, well, I'm still going to put the ball in the post and I'm going to get a guy with my back to the basket. Yeah, yeah while the other team yeah. running out hitting threes. They used to not <laughs> throw in football and now yeah. everything's a spread off. A dunk, yeah. The dunk used to be <laughs> illegal. There yeah. wasn't a shot clock at one point. Yeah. The game changes. The curveball was once considered immoral because it was deceptive. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you, things yeah. change. Yeah, you got you got to adjust to that, man. And you got to you got to put that work in. Like, I, like, like, let's go back to that gross point. So they didn't do nothing special. We scouted them. We just said, okay, in the first half, we were right with them because they weren't hitting. So mm-hmm. they started hitting the threes. Game was over. Like, oh, the threes a great equalizer. Yeah. I mean, how many bad teams have you seen? Like two kids get hot. And they combined for like thirty some points, and all of a sudden, a team you beat nine times out of ten is just in it with you, and you're going, "What the heck just happened?" Well, that was like the the great Romeo teams back in the day with the Cushionberry brothers. Oh yeah, it was just them two, and and you don't even do you remember anybody? Can, else you name can't name another person no, on the can't. team. It was just the Cushionberry boys. <laughs> <laughs> like they would just come up and shoot the threes. They just shot the ball, and everybody else was like, "Get a rebound. You might get a layup, but if you get the ball back, get it back to one or down." Yeah, actually, that's funny that you bring that up because uh, I did a game and I usually go down, you know, to teams that I don't see a lot. And, yeah. hey, coach, you know, who are your starters? Who's going to get the ball tonight? Like, And he's like, you only need to know these two names. Yeah. Like, you're not going to say anybody else's name. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you know, that's just the way it is. That, I mean, you got to ride with the, who you have and what you have. If that's those guys, you got you to gotta go with those guys. The hardest – now, those guys – when you get those type of guys that are special like that, it's, of course it's hard to stop and slow them down. But when you get a, a team that's got decent or above average guys all around, that's the hardest team to play against because you don't know who's going to go off. You can't right. be like, we got to stop this play. Now, all right, we got to stop this and we got to go hit hit right. that or whatever. So those that's are teams that – PH girls were so good last oh, year yeah. because it was a different player every game – that went off and did yep. something for them. You get uh, Morgan James to hit something. And everyone knows about Emma. Shout out to Emma. I call her the goon. You <laughs> call her the goon for years. But then you get Jenna Holzberger a, a go off for you. Julia a get a hit a couple shots. And, you know, I know those girls when I coached girls basketball for a long time. And just weird seeing them all grow up because – Julia Gilbert's dad was my football coach. <laughs> so I, I remember when they were born, like being around right. them. And so now to seeing them up like that is weird. But yeah, like they were just very even. And then you, when they beat Lance Cruz North, you knew they were going with that guard. So when the ball got out of her hand, you just denied the ball back and they won the game because they didn't have anybody That's else. That's another reason we need basketball season to start. They might be just as good this year, too. Oh, yeah. They got some. And then that freshman class that they got coming in. Yeah, now you got to see our freshman class too, like, you know, the Hollers, the mm-hmm. um, Gavin Troy, but then your other family member, Lil Peyton. Mm-hmm. He's a shooter, man. Oh, there's not a spot on the floor he doesn't like. No, not at all. <laughs> no, nah, we got to get him to like the weight room a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> we got we to gotta get him in there, but, you know, he he'll, he'll get there one day. All right. Uh, unfortunately, this is like the longest podcast we've ever done, or fortunately. So <laughs> I'm going to cut it off here, but we'll bring Coach Stu back uh, again uh, another time because I know you got a lot more to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me on, man. All right. Uh, Marion Stewart and Brady and I will be back uh, Wednesday yeah. for a, another uh, podcast, but we're keeping that a secret.
Yeah. Uh-oh. I don't even other than, know. Other than the fact that we're doing one. Yes. I don't even know who we have on. <laughs> no, because we haven't really <laughs> talked about it yet. <laughs> That's why we're keeping it a secret. Uh, again, thanks to Coach Stewart. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.